Yo, what up, everybody? It's your boy, the Mustache Messiah, Wes, and this is I Got Next. Yeah, welcome back. Coronavirus is still here, so we don't have to welcome that back because it hasn't gone anywhere. Guess what else? Breonna Taylor's killers are still on large. They're still out here. Not arrested. Out on the street like some thugs. Dangerous. They need to be locked up. So that's still a thing. Let's figure that out, guys. Huh? Shall we? But in better news, the NBA is back! Yeah! Woo! All right! All right, Jazz. Confetti. Fireworks. All that. So... With that being said, we had scrimmage games today. Well, yesterday for you folks. Today for me, I'm recording this on Wednesday. You'll hear this on Thursday. So this is the future. Welcome. I'm here. You're there. But they had the scrimmage games. Before we get into that, let's go to the beginning. Hmm? There were several players, analysts, league members, owners, you know, front office people that did not want to come back. So a lot of them did because obviously it's back, so most of them wanted it. But there were some that didn't want to come back. Um, I was one of those people. My reason being was obviously there's a crazy virus going on. We don't know what's happening. Uh, it's just not safe. You know, I just don't think it's safe all the way. Uh, I, I don't know if they can minimize the spread, let alone stop the spread. But, you know, that's something we'll see at a later date. Most of the players and personnel... Well, I'm not going to say most, but the majority of the reason for some of the players not wanting to come back, some players such as like, you know, Avery Bradley and Lou Williams, Dwight Howard, they didn't want to come back because they thought this would be a distraction for the social justice that's happening and the fight for social justice that's happening right now. Um, and at the time of the talk of the bubble return and when well, that bubble returned, but the return to basketball in the bubble. Um, the George Floyd thing just happened. The situation with George Floyd just happened. Breonna Taylor um, happened earlier than that, but it just became apparent to everybody. And the the marches and protests protests had just emerged and started. And it was kind of at the, not the peak, but a very high point. So they were wondering if maybe the NBA returning was going to add some distraction or take away from what the main point and the main focus of society should be. And that's admirable. I, I, there are points of that that I, I agree with because uh, the fact is that it will be somewhat of a distraction because look at what we're doing right now. We're talking basketball and social justice. So, you know, when the NBA wasn't back or didn't even know if they were going to come back yet, the focus on most shows on ESPN was the social justice that was happening or the, the fight for social justice that was happening in front of our eyes. So... With no NBA, all the light was on that. What did the players think about that? Are players going to marches? Are they going to protest? Things like that. That was the main focus. And so there's no, you can't really argue that a little bit of that is going to get taken away. But at the same time, I also, you know, you listen to different conversations, you have different conversations with people, you realize, you know, they're going to be on TV a lot. You have to do a pregame interview, postgame interview, all that stuff. And so some of these players that don't have, you know, a huge following like uh, Jeremy Grant or Montrez Harrell, they can make maybe a very poignant statement 
very powerful statement in their post or pregame interview. And this is this that will get to a whole lot more people than if they probably put it on their personal social media, no matter how great it would be. Sometimes some of those players just get overlooked, and that's a fact. So in that sense, it would greatly help the cause, you know, bring bring light to the cause. So, you know, that's a that's a weird little debate. It doesn't really matter now because it's already back, but we'll see if the other the, the side who doesn't think that it should have been brought back would be right. We'll see. Um, right now, all I can say is it looks to be wrong. You know, plenty of players, plenty of players, uh, Alex Caruso, Paul George, Donovan Mitchell, Terrence Davis, Sterling Brown, Marcus Smart, Jeremy Grant, Tobias Harris, CJ McCollum, um, a host of other people used their interviews to speak mostly about Breonna Taylor's killers not being arrested. No charges, no nothing, you know, and that's, again, I said at the beginning of the podcast, that's really, really strange. So they, they're they using their platform to shed light on a situation that needs to be dealt with immediately, expeditiously for them T.I. fans, you know what I mean? But that's a big thing. All of those players did that. Um, I, I don't want to say all of them said, but most of them were like, look, that's how I'm going to answer all my questions. All basketball questions. Breonna Taylor's killers are still out here. That's how they're answering questions. You know what I'm saying? Beast mode style. And I, it's very admirable. And I'm not going to say the right thing to do because who am I to judge what the right and wrong thing for somebody else to do with their platform. But I do think it's important for them to do that. So that's what's been getting a lot of, a lot of notoriety as well as the games being back. So right now it's working. You know, so we'll see. We'll see some continued efforts. We'll see what happens. We'll see if this is, again, this is the first day. We'll see if the players get fatigued by this. You know, we'll see if the media gets fatigued. It really doesn't matter what the media wants because if the players don't get tired of doing it, then it's going to keep happening. But we'll see if the, if the focus is like this um, during the seeding games. You know, um, we'll see if we even get to the seeding games. Right now, man, like, you know, move the topic away from social justice. The corona is still out here. And we'll see. Right now, nobody... Everybody that's been in the bubble and that's tested positive has continued to test positive. So once everybody, there's no negative test in the bubble right now. So that's been a very good thing. We'll they had their first round of games. We'll see tomorrow. We'll see today. I guess everybody will know today if you know there were any tests that came up negative when they take their test today. So we'll see how this plays out. But if they make it to those seeding games, if they make it to the playoffs, we'll you know we'll just have to see how. How hard the players go. Let's see if they still have the same stance in their interviews. Um, and again, if they don't, you know, who are we to really be that mad? You know, we can't say, hey, this is your platform. This is what you're supposed to do. We can't really tell somebody what they're supposed to do. Me personally, I would love it if you did that. I do believe, you know, it's the right thing to do, especially because most of these are young black men. Most of these guys are young black men. You know, I think it's the right thing to do. But not my platform. Can't control it can't be mad at what you do on your own platform let's just you know keep that in our thoughts guys let's keep that in the forefront of our mind but we'll see what happens later on in the bubble if there's later on in the bubble oh and i've been using this bubble term for everybody listening right now that's not too privy on the nba or basketball who's just really listening to this because they're a fan of me thank you much appreciation you're the best but the bubble is a term that the nba is using for the situation they have going on in Orlando. Normally, 
teams would play at their respective gyms, you know, but right now, seeing as we have a coronavirus situation, each team is in one gym, one gym. Everybody's playing in Orlando. Everybody is staying in Orlando. Not not all teams are staying in Orlando, but I mean, in, in the same hotel, but they're all pretty much on the same campus type of thing. The hotels are very, very close. Um, it's a bubble situation. They cannot leave the bubble. They have security guards, all kind of stuff. Like, you know, they have designated zones they can go to. It's a big area and other people can't come in unless they're designated to come in, all of that. So that's the bubble situation that we're talking about. And the bubble situation is they have their own Twitter feed. So that's a situation on its its own. Just to clarify that. Okay. Um, right now. We're going to take a little pause in the show. We're going to get a word from our uh, special guest here, Big Tex. And he's got a message for you guys. So hold on right there. Hello? Am I on there? Is this thing on? Okay, well, howdy, folks. This is your good buddy, Big Tex, of Big Tex Oil Rigging and Backdoor Sushi Incorporated. And, uh... Normally, I'm not very good with uh, technology or these uh, broadcasts or the whatchamacallits, but uh, my good buddy, the Mustache Messiah, asked me personally to come drop off a little message for you good folks, and I, I would just like to start off by saying the goddamn coronavirus is still out here in full effect now. You guys are some goddamn fools if you're out here without a mask. If, if you're not washing your hands regularly, I mean, you guys gotta be stupider than, than, than a bag of hammers because I don't understand how you can go out here with this goddamn virus causing all kind of ruckus and you're not washing your hands or, or wearing a mask. This is no goddamn political statement. This is life or death out here, folks. The good folks down here, big big Texas oil rigging and suit backdoor suits incorporated, just want you to wear a goddamn mask and wash your hands. Okay, good people? All righty there. Now, back to your regular scheduled programming. And we're back. Listen to Big Tex. He knows what he's talking about. Trust and believe. He's a billionaire. So, let's get down to it, man. The NBA is back. Let's talk basketball. I will be lying to you and myself if I said, I'm not excited for some hoops. Are you excited? You don't seem excited. I don't, you don't, I don't feel it. You don't, I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited. Are, you're not excited enough for me. Whatever, I'll be excited enough for all of us. Okay? I got enough juice for all of us. I don't, I do care about the virus gravely, but I love basketball and they're going to do it anyway. So I'm going to watch. Okay? I'm going to watch and I'm going to talk about it. All right? Now, they had some scrimmages today. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, well, no, you, you, let's, let's talk about that right now. The situation, again, we're in the bubble. It's a little different. Everybody's in the same court. No fans. All that jazz. It was pretty cool today. The first game that was shown was the Los Angeles Clippers versus the Orlando Magic. So it was like a home game for them almost, but it was really the home game for the Clippers. Um... They had Black Lives Matter real big on the court. That was cool to see. 
Um, of course, no fans, like I said. So they had to have kind of like a zoom thing going on with the camera angle. That was pretty cool. Um, it didn't look super empty. Um, I can't remember during this game. I think at the, during this game, they had a, a Let's Go Clippers chant at some point. Um, what else was happening? Uh, the commentator was terrible. But I think this is, like I said, this is a scrimmage game. So I think there was scrimmage game commentators. Because, man, oh, man, he was <sighs> When Lou Will was playing, Lou Will was getting buckets, by the way. Jesus Christ, 22-4. He did not seem like them braids. Lou Will with the braids going, looks like the same old Lou Will. He was not rusty. But they just kept calling him the underground goat. Lou Will, the underground goat. Like, who calls him that? Does anybody call him the underground goat? Like, what was up with that? Like, this guy was super corny. So that was kind of weak. But I know they'll get, they'll have better, they'll have their normal team when this is the regular games again but yeah the court looked cool um i think they had that that tape delay going because i didn't hear no shit talk from the players man i barely heard any trash talk um what else what else what else yeah man paul george was looking real good mighty good mighty good Kawhi looked like Kawhi. uh vucevic looked really good aaron gordon looked okay but the game was like a pickup game, man. It was real summer league-ish. You know, hopefully it's just the first game back. Again, this was a scrimmage. So maybe it'd be way more competitive in the actual games. But right now, it looks like a summer league, dog. You know, um, the Nuggets also played the Wizards. There were a couple games, but I only saw the Nuggets and Wizards and Clippers versus Orlando because I went to work. And um, the Nuggets, the Nuggets, man, the Nuggets... Look, I'm about to talk about, later on in the show, I'm going to talk about the teams in the East that interest me in this bubble return and the teams in the West that interest me in the bubble term, uh, return. The Nuggets were not one of those teams. But I'm going to throw them in there now. Now, after watching those games, man, I got to throw them in there. I'll talk about that then. But this guy, Bull Bull, you know what? Whatever. We'll talk about it then. I just can't. I'm so excited, guys. I can't. I'm frazzled. But Bull Bull. I think he was like the 44th pick, man. Slid down the draft for people who don't know. He was a, a prospect at Oregon, real high prospect at Oregon, had a leg injury, messed up for the rest of the season. Um, this is Manute Bowles' son. If you see him, he looks just like him. Height and everything, man. I don't think he's just as tall, but he's almost there, 7'6", something like that. Big guy. I think they had him at the four. They started, the Nuggets starting lineup was huge. They had Jokic as the, as the point guard, man. You know, they had Jokic as the point guard. I think, I don't remember the whole lineup, man, but it was huge. I think Paul Millsap was the two. Jeremy Grant was the three. Manute Bowl, I'm not Manute Bowl, sorry. Bowl Bowl was the four, and um, Mason Plumlee was the five, man. Huge, huge lineup. And Bowl Bowl looked amazing, man. Not amazing, but for somebody who didn't play an NBA game, he looked really good. 32 minutes, I think he had like 16 points, 10 rebounds, six blocks. You know, he was looking good, man. Jokic was looking good, looking skinny out there, looking trim. We'll see what happens with him. But, yeah, overall, man, oh, they had another floor cam. They brought that, they, well, another camera angle. They brought, they brought the floor cam back from the All-Star game. That was cool, except they used it at the wrong moments. I guess they would never know what moment to use because it's live. But, you know, the moments that they chose to use it, man, was real scrubbed out. So, you know, hopefully they figure out those angles. But, you know, this is the scrimmage, first scrimmage. I keep saying that because we got to remind ourselves. First day of the scrimmage. For the first game, couple games, first day, I'm happy. I'm cool. I would just, you know, I would like it to get better. That's all. So, let's go ahead and start about these interesting teams, shall we? We shall.
Starting East. First team that interests your boy, Indiana Pacers. Why? Hmm? They don't seem like a title contender or even a contender to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know about that, okay? This team was not a bad team in the regular season, and they were missing their star player, Victor Oladipo, for most of the season, okay? He came back, I think he played maybe like 13 games. Kind of, kind of rusty, looking kind of suckish in those 13 games, but hey, it's okay. He missed a lot of time. The team actually played better without him. You know, they played worse with him, but again, rust. Team chemistry is a little off. They had to figure it out for most of the season without you, homeboy. So we got to figure it out with you now. Yeah, uh, But, um, you know, before the bubble started, he was talking about he didn't want to come because he didn't feel 100%, even though he did play. He's, you know, okay, cleared to play. But he said he didn't feel 100%, said he didn't know he didn't play 5-on-5 five five in a long time. You know, nobody else played 5-on-5. Five five. But he just said he wasn't feeling it. So, you know, he was coming off an injury. I got to give him some credit. But he came with the team anyway, saying that he wasn't going to play, but he came with the team anyway. Gets down in Orlando, gets down in the bubble, has practices, does a little bit of five-on-five, and was like, you know what? You know what? I think I like this. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. You know what? I might play. I might reconsider that, guys. Might reconsider. Might play. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I think, he, I think it's been said now that he is going to play. And that's good because your team needs you. Now, a little asterisk, I would like to say that when he was saying before, hey, I'm going to come down to the bubble and not play. I want to support my team. It was under the notion that the team, the Indiana Pacers, were still going to pay him because they told him, hey, yeah, man, we'll still pay you. Don't worry about it. We'll do it. The league came down and was like, um, no, you're not going to do it because if he's healthy to play and chooses not to play, then we cannot pay him because we already set a precedent that we're not doing that. So if we treat this one player special, you know, hey, man, we can't do that. So they're like, Indiana Pacers are like, ah, damn, bro, can't pay you. Sorry, big dog. You can still come, though. So now Victor's all like, ooh, damn, can't pay me. Shit, bro, I'm here. Might want to play after all. You know what I mean? That's probably, I don't know if that's what's going on. That's me speculating. Maybe he just was like, ah, you know what? I'm killing these dudes. I'm going to play anyway. But regardless if he's healthy all the way, if he isn't playing, you know, terrible like he was with his, you know, what was he averaging, like 14 points, three rebounds, three assists, you know, that's not really good for him. If he can get back to his normal averages, I think this team will be a sleeper, man. I think people won't see them coming. That 4-5 matchup, I think that's what it'll be, the range they'll be. They might hurt somebody, man. I think they might be six, who knows, but... They might hurt some teams. I'm interested to see how that that team plays out, man, to see if they can get all those kinks out, see if their team gels, see if Victor really plays. We'll see what happens. My second team that I have interest in in the East is Boston, okay? The Celtics. JB, what up? Q, what up? I am really intrigued to see how these guys come back because personally, throughout the whole season, before all this corona stuff happened, I had them to go to the finals over Milwaukee. Even during the season, Giannis is showing that he's probably going to repeat his MVP and probably win the defensive player of the year. Yeesh. And I still had Boston over Milwaukee. Why? Because... I don't have confidence in the Bucks team. 
I have confidence in Giannis, but we saw that when the shit hits the fan and the team ain't playing amazing every game and Giannis has to carry your ass in the playoffs, when you're going against a team that's ready to go to the finals, they figure Giannis out, man. He don't shoot threes, which is, hey, man, it's okay, but in the playoffs, you got to figure it out. And if, and if that happens again, then y'all going to get – y'all, as in the Bucks, are going to get stuffed again before they get to the finals. So – I'm not sure. I got Boston doing that. But the thing is, the interesting part is, we've had like almost a four-month layover. They've had almost a four-month layover, right? Right. Kimball Walker was injured before this layover, right? Right. This man is still hurt. He's still at 100%. So who knows if he's even going to start? Who knows if he's even going to play these first couple games? I think he is, but he's not starting. They're going to limit his minutes. There's a bunch of rich, weird shit with his knee going on, man. He had some problems over there in Charlotte. Maybe that's why they didn't want to pay him. This is looking kind of spooky for the Celtics because this is this would be the third year in a row? Fourth year? If you want to count Isaiah Thomas, even though he tried to play, he was still injured, that they're having point guard problems? A little wonky, right? A little crazy? Hmm? A little weird? Huh? I think so, man, and and it's, it would just be so unfortunate if Kimba can't play because he just adds so much. Even when he's not scoring like that, like, I feel like he boosts the team morale. Like, those players just want it. Like, he gives them confidence. It's just another thing with Kimba on the court. Now, they still have, you know, Jason Tatum, who's an emerging star, played in the All-Star game, first All-Star game appearance this year. My boy Jalen Brown, defensive specialist, offensive juggernaut. You know what I'm saying? Easy 20. Easy 20. You know what I mean? Always elevates his game in the playoffs. We've seen every year he's been in the league. Plays better in the playoffs. So they still got those boys and Gordon Hayward. You know, Gordon Hayward was just now getting in his little groove before he had, like, some other injury that he went down with, but he should be good now. These guys got to step up. Marcus Smart is going to have to step up and step down at the same time because he thinks he's that guy. Tries to shoot threes unwarranted sometimes. Not really. Don't really need that. Don't need that from Boston. But, you know, if this team can get healthy with those young players and those veterans, man, sky's the limit, dog. Well, sky's not the limit because I think they'll still get beat by the Lakers in the finals. But the NBA finals is the limit for this team, for sure. I think they can do it. So, we'll, we'll you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to keep a, a little eye on Boston, put a little pin in them, and check back in later with them. So, my third team, third and final team out of the East that I'm curious to watch not the bucks of course not the knicks sadly not the hawks we've got the raptors current nba champions i might add if i should remind you great listeners out there current nba champs okay they're trying to they're trying to defend that crown they're trying to defend their throne right now man everybody's counting them out including your boy but they have a championship mindset through and through, and I have to give them that. If anything else, if I don't give them anything else, they are champions in the mind, if not anything else. And isn't that the most important thing, right? Hmm? Fancy gold, NBA championship, who really needs that, right? Right. But this team, man, they really believe in it. They're number two seed. They've been playing amazing all year. Nick Nurse might have to get that coach of the year because they lost their best player. Um, they lost a very good role player in Danny, Danny Green. And they're still the number two seed. I think they have a better record this year than they did last year. 
And they're just rolling, man. Spicy P, Pascal Siakam. You know, he took it to another level. Your boy um, Van Vliet. Van Vliet. He's, um, he took it to a new level, man. Got paid and is looked like he's every bit worth that money. You know, Kyle Lowry holding him down. Uh, Marcus Saul is back, not injured no more. Lost some weight, too, looking good. I mean, bruh, you know, Serge Ibaka, he's there looking good. You know, and this team... It's funny because they were the first team in the bubble. They were allowed to come down to Orlando, I think, like, maybe a week or so before everybody else because they're a team based out of Canada. So, you know, the longer they waited, the more difficulty they would have seen with the international rules and what have you. So instead of going back to Canada, most of those players, I think all those players, live in the United States while they're not, you know, during the season. So those players were still in the United States. They are like, you know what, you guys just all go from wherever you're at to Orlando. Don't go back to Canada that might be wild trying to get back so they've been here for a while man teamed up bonding chemistry at an all-time high right now probably so let's see if that translates on the court man again they could be a sleeper cell you know if if um boston is is hurt not feeling it they could take a spot in the conference finals depending on how this seeding goes you know and maybe who knows who knows i'm not sold on milwaukee's team I'm sold on Toronto's team. They might beat them. Who knows, man? Stranger things have happened. I digress. We'll see what happens. Everything will unfold shortly. Or maybe not. Corona might take over. Who knows? Nothing's a certainty anymore. Now, let's go to the Western Conference, shall we? All right, let's do it. The West. First team. Pelicans, of course. Now, I made this damn list um with zion in mind and of course i forgot that zion is not here right now good news is he well he's dealing with a family emergency so he's not in the bubble good news is he's getting daily corona tests which by the rules of the bubble if if you have to leave the bubble while you're gone if you get daily testing when you come back you only have to quarantine for four days so that's a good thing now, the crazy thing, the bad thing is no one knows when Zion's going to come back. You know, um, prayers out to him and whatever he's dealing with. That's the most important thing. But I know the team is like, damn, man, they have a really good chance of catching up to the Memphis Grizzlies, who they hold the eighth seed right now. You know, they um, I think Portland and the Pelicans are both three and a half games back of the Grizzlies. So... Again, bubble rules. There's some new rules for everybody who don't know these bubble rules. Normal playoffs are not, like, these seeding games really mean something. If by the end of these seeding games, a team is within four games, four games of the eighth seed in either conference, there's going to be a mini playing tournament. So it's not really a tournament. It'll be the eighth and ninth seed. They'll play one to two games to determine who's really the eighth seed. Now, if you're already in that eighth spot, you only got to win one of those games, okay? Again, if you're already in the eighth spot and you're battling for the eighth seed against the ninth seed, you only have to win one game. If you win the first game, it's over. Let's go straight to the playoffs. Ninth seed, you blew it, you're out of here. If you lose the first game, you still have an opportunity to come and win that second game. Now, the ninth seed, you got to win both games. So you got to come in, beat them on the first game, come back in, beat them on the second game, get them out of there, okay? 
That's what's going to happen. So, Pelicans, they have a shot, but without Zion, I don't know. I believe they played today against the Nets, beat the shit out of them, but the Nets team is terrible right now. They don't have nobody else there. So, that doesn't mean much to me. And it's a scrimmage game, so it really don't mean anything. But hopefully Zion comes back. Um, they were just really gelling, man. When when he came back for those few games, they looked so good. Lonzo looked so good. Like, this might be one of the best, like, low-key one of the best tandems, like, for a young tandem. Like, this has got to be... Zion is just a, a, a heaven sent for Lonzo at this point because Lonzo is a playmaker, pass first point guard, runs in transition, always keeps his eyes up, can make a, a full court uh, alley-oop attempt. Like, come on, bro. This guy's crazy. Like, th- together they can do so much. And guess what? Zion passes too. Lonzo likes to cut. He likes to slash. He likes to cut back door. He likes to sit in the corner and take some threes. You know what I mean? When, when Zion drives, he can kick it back to Lonzo. So it's a real good dynamic. Now Brandon Egram, who is my play, uh, candidate for most improved this year, he doesn't have to carry the team. He doesn't have to carry the load. He can share it with Zion if Zion comes back in time. Hopefully he does. You know, if they do, I think I think either them or Portland have the best best chance of stealing that eighth seed. You know. Regardless, I'm not sure if, if if the Grizzlies are gonna hold on to that eight seed, man. Sorry to my boy Dwayne, you know. Sorry to my family in Memphis, but as much as I would love to see Young John Morant in the playoffs, I don't think it's gonna happen, man. I don't know. Hopefully, maybe, who knows? On to my second team, and that's Portland. Okay, not because I like Melo, not because I like Dame, excuse me, but because. This layover has allowed Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins to come back from the injuries. Now, Nurkic got injured before the playoffs last year, which really fucking hurt them. Like, really hurt them. Even though they still got to the Western Conference Finals, which I don't know how, still made it. It really, 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 really hurt them, man. For real. So, that's a big thing. Um, Zach Collins was major, too. I think he messed his shoulder up, been out for six months. They're both back. Now... Nurkic, man, I don't have too much stock into him right now. He's a great player, but he missed a whole year. So, you know, people know when you have that game rush, they're just going to throw you right into some important games. Like, they're throwing him into a fight, and you got no training, no sparring, no nothing, bro. Like, they're throwing you into this fight for the eighth seed, and all y'all games count, Portland. Each and every last one of them count. So, you have no real... You have, no, you have a bunch of rust because you didn't play in the season. We don't know what your cardio is looking like, man. We don't know if if you're going to be able to play big minutes that they need you to play. Um, they have no Trevor Ariza because he chose not to come to the bubble for personal reasons. I think he had an arrangement with having his child at the same time that they would be in the bubble. So um, it looks like he couldn't reschedule that, which I'm not saying he should reschedule. I'm saying do what's important. Be with your child. That's very important. Very, very, very understandable reason to not be in the bubble. But it does hurt the team because they were already terrible at defense. They're even worse without Trevor Ariza. So let's keep an eye on that. Remember that. Um, Melo's going to have to play more minutes because of that, but it's not really going to mean shit because he don't play no defense anyway. So Rodney Hood is still hurt. I don't think he's coming back. And um, again, these two teams, man, like I said, if Portland plays good, if, if Nurkic and Zach Collins come back and play good, 
them and New Orleans are going to be the two teams fighting it out for the AC or fighting it out for that ninth seed to go to the AC to do the playing games. And um, the, the the Portland really, 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 really need these games, man, for real. Because let's say them and the Pelicans, they finish with the same record. The Pelicans are automatically going to be that eighth seed because, I mean, not the eighth seed, they'll be the ninth seed because they will win the tiebreaker between the, the Portland Trailblazers and themselves because they've been beating the shit out of the Portland Trailblazers throughout the season. So that sucks. So Portland's really going to have to, man, get them games in. Get them games in, Dane. Come on. I'm going to need them from you. Let's see. Give me some good TV. So who knows what's going to happen with them? Big things, maybe. Little things, maybe. Who knows? On to my third team, which would have been my final team, but we're going to throw another one in there. I talked about it before. Pay attention. Right now, we're going to talk about the Lakers. Of course, the Lakers. My, from the beginning of the season, my favorites to win the title right now, still rocking with them, but it's going to be tough, man, because they have no Avery Bradley, and he's no LeBron James, but let me tell you something, man. When you're already kind of short order at guard spot, they're going to need him, man. He's a good, He plays good on defense. Um... He's he's been in situations before. He's not going to be rattled. You just need a veteran like that on the floor, man. And, you know, you would think no Avery Bradley. Okay, we can use more Rondo, more Caruso. Rondo's got, like, some messed up thumb, dog. He's I, Is he made of glass, bro? What's going on with him? He always got some untimely injury. But he's injured, and it's going to be, like, six to eight weeks for that. So he won't come back until possibly, what's that, six to eight weeks from now. If they make it that far, it would be, I think, Western Conference Finals or maybe the Finals. So... He's of no use. So they're really going to have to, like, Caldwell Pope and Caruso are going to, man, they're going to have to really step it up. You know, Jared Dudley, he's more of a three, but he's going to get a little bit of guard action probably. He's going to have to step it up. Everybody's going to have to step it up. Of course, this is going to fall on LeBron James' shoulders like always. Like always. We know this. But, I mean, it's interesting to see. You know, him and AD was a great tandem. So we'll see how that picks back up. We'll see if Dwight can be as effective as he was all season. We'll see if JaVale can be as effective as he was all season. And let's see if Caruso can really step it up, man. I think he can, but let's see, man. We don't know nothing about him, really. This is going to be his first real, real test. But I have high hopes for the boy. So, again, Lakers still my pick. And my last team, the Nuggets. The Nuggets played their way into my heart today. Ball, ball, looking like a machine out there, looking great. Blocking blocking attempts, blocking shot attempts, catching the block, turbo block to, to fast break, three-point attempts, scat-cat, bottoms. I love to see it, man. He's huge running the break. I love to see it. Joker running the point guard spot. He already played pseudo point guard for them, so that's nothing new. But I'm gonna, I'm real interested to see if he plays point guard, you know, a lot of time for them. I mean, who's he gonna guard on the other end? Who's gonna like how is this gonna work? How's that matchup gonna be, dog? Like, it's just so much with them. Is Bo Bo gonna be their secret weapon? Is he gonna replace Michael Porter Jr. for the secret weapon? Really? Can he do that? Can they make a run? Can they scare some teams? Hmm? What's gonna happen? I don't know. But Bo Bo plays so good, I got to throw them in there, dog. Who knows? I don't. I certainly don't. I just know that basketball's back, and I'm excited. I can't wait to keep watching. I hope, I hope, and I hope that the coronavirus does not 
run rampant in the league, man. I hope that the bubble does work. I hope that they outsmart everybody. I hope that they show that, hey, look, we can beat this thing. We can keep the, the players can do their due diligence. The media members, all staff members involved do their due diligence to keep this bubble safe and penetrable and everybody can make it through, man. That's my hopes for this situation. Um, that's all for this episode, guys. You know, stay tuned. Of course, we're going to do the awards show very, very soon. Hey, second awards show. Check me out. Of course, this is a season awards, MVP, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, most improved, stuff like that. You know, all defensive first teams, second teams, all NBA, all that stuff. You know what I mean? So we'll have a show. I might have some guests. I might solo dolo that thing. Who knows? I haven't decided yet. Stay tuned. Um, I'm also in the works with uh got some something big, big news coming up also. Gotta work some things out, but you know, more for that later. Check out um my homegirl Ariel with her um with her podcast. Check please. All podcast platforms. My girl Janine, what is what did I think about this week? All podcast platforms. Check them out. Me and Ariel got some things coming later, you know what I mean? Some big things in the works. Check it out when we got it available. As for me, you can follow me, Twitter, Wes Got Next. No spaces, of course, because you can't do a space. No hyphens, no underscores, because I'm an original. I am me, the one and only, Mustache Messiah, okay? Wes Got Next, also on Instagram. Check me out on Instagram, bro. I'm hosting Hoop Conversations. We're talking, we're talking shit. You know, I'm asking questions. You guys are replying. Dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. That's how you grow. That's how you grow the fan base. That's how I get closer to you. That's how you get closer to me. That's how we grow and evolve. Now, time out. You feel me? Dig that? Bet. Okay. Also, I got next. All podcast platforms. Check it out. If you're listening to me now, keep listening to me. Always listen to me. Spotify users, keep listening to me. Don't listen to me on 3x speed because you sound like you're on crack. Sound like you're on math. Don't do that. I already talk a little fast. It'd be crazy. Okay? For those uh, Apple Podcast users, do me a favor. You see those five translucent stars? Click that fifth star. Five star your boy. Okay? Even if you don't think I'm, I'm doing five star shit, call me and tell me that. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. Give me that damn five star. I need to trick the algorithm. Leave me some comments, huh? Review this show, will you? Why don't you? Huh? Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if I'm trash as hell. Tell me that. If I'm fire as hell, tell me that. If I'm mediocre, regular, mid-grade, tell me that. Okay? All feedback is warranted. And also, thank you everyone for the support again. I love it. I need it. I cannot be big without the support of you guys. So thank you so much. And like every episode, you share this with your friends. You share this with your enemies. But whatever you do, do not try to take my downs because I got next. Peace.